0: So like when Jeff was like "Oh, Jack and Jill like it's a story about being true to your family which is like your tribe and it's when just you- like not and also Jack and Jill is like one of the worst movies ever made so like
1: they had to dress up as twins because the movie was twins and they're like we're yeah. twins I'm like what
2: Nick didn't get it at first because like he I was said straight
1: it. up just like what's happening
0: This is going to be so embarrassing when Tom's audio is like a million times better than yes. ours. <laughs> so much better than all of
3: ours. Okay. Fuck.
2: Hi guys, welcome back to Escaping Reality. We have a really, really exciting episode for you. This week we're talking about season 23 of Survivor <laughs> South Pacific. First off, let me introduce you to all of my lovely co-hosts. You got Aggie running the show today, but we have with us Nicholas.
1: Buongiorno everybody. It's me, the gay.
2: Ooh, that's a fun <laughs> entrance today. Anna, you want
0: to say hi? Hi, everyone. As I've just told the team, I'm very bitter today because I've had the winner of season 40 spoiled for me. Boo.
2: So she's having a tough time, but we're going to make it get her through it. Um, Stacy.
4: I'm here. It's a new week and we have a new president soon. So I'm going to be great.
2: News. We do. <laughs> this is coming out potentially in January, maybe December, depending on our release <laughs> schedule, but... Guys, we're Liddy. Joe Biden won yesterday. It is a good day. A good day. Okay, so super exciting for us. It's our first podcast crossover guest. Nick and I went on his podcast, The Dumpster Dive with Tom Hamlet a few weeks ago. We got to talk reality TV with him and just reality competition. Everybody go check them out. They are fabulous. It's Tom and his sister Kix and they review right now. They are reviewing Real Housewives and The Bachelor and a few others, but Tom Hamlet is the host of Dumpster Dive, a reality TV trash recap, and he's joined by other dumpster divas to discuss what reality TV made us love the lowbrow, and recap all things Housewives, Bachelor, and many more, and you can listen to Dumpster Dive everywhere where pods are heard. On Instagram, he's at the Tom Hamlet, and for the podcast, the Instagram is at Dumpster Dive Pod. If you haven't checked them out yet, you absolutely should, but I'm going to introduce him now. Say hi, Tom.
5: Oh my God. Hi guys. That was such a nice plug. You know, I, I have a podcast, but I've never been on a podcast. That's not my own. So, so I'm blushing from that intro (laughs) that Uh, I wrote myself.
3: Right.
2: (laughs) Um, But also we're obsessed with Tom. Nick and I are big fans. We go to his fan class all the time. And so now we're podcast buddies too, which is just the absolute best. Um, So Tom, why don't you give us just a little bit of rundown on your podcast, your love of reality TV what are you into Survivor, talk to us, fill us in.
5: Yeah, oh my God, of course. So, um, you know, so a podcast is called Dumpster Dive. We talk trash TV. I don't know if we'll ever actually bring Survivor into the recap world because I don't think Survivor's trash. Like I like love it so much and it's not. I mean, I also have an argument for white housewives. are not trash, but I know that probably will fall on deaf ears. Potomac is amazing. If you're not watching Potomac, uh, you're missing out on great television. You know, we don't have a lot of television in like live like we don't have survivor seasons coming up anytime soon so watch Potomac no but my journey with survivor so it's funny we're talking about this season uh because my journey with survivor I'm forgetting the first what what the season was called but it was uh Russell Hance's first season have you have you guys recapped that one yet oh yeah.
2: yeah oh and it is it's a juicy one um basically it's just <laughs> us yelling about
5: Russell Hans. Right, which we'll get to the Hans family, Hans family values coming to Wii TV. Oh <laughs> <hell>. oh no. <laughs> no, um, it was his first season. I watched it in college. I never watched a season of Survivor before. It was in I, like I knew what it was, but like I just had never watched it. So that was the first season I ever watched, and I got hooked. And so just kind of started watching other ones, and then I took a little bit of a break, and then I would say about Five years ago I like got back in and have watched every season except the first 10 like the earliest season I have is China I believe so 12 I think what is that 13
2: 15 15, but what a place to start
5: so so I'm 15 on Except wait, I have a really funny story. I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but I have yeah. a really funny story about this season that we're about to cover. So <laughs> when when the team here sent me like the season we'd be watching, I was like, oh my God, amazing. I've seen this season. Don't need to don't need to go back and watch it. I watched it in quarantine recently. So my queen, my icon, my legend, Dawn, uh, she comes yeah. on for uh, she comes on another season. And so when I saw the cast, I was like, oh my God, Dawn, I fucking love Dawn. Uh, I've seen this, love it. Uh, let me tell you, yesterday morning, I was like just taking some notes about the season and I was like, unfortunately, I have not seen this season. <laughs> so I've watched the entire season in under 24 24- hours. Hours, so oh my
3: god. Uh,
5: <laughs> I have it all. Yeah, it was so funny. I was <laughs> with my sister yesterday, and she was like, "Do you want to go like celebrate Biden?" And I was like, "Unfortunately, I need to watch Brandon Hans's <laughs> mental breakdown." Oh my god!
0: <laughs> you know what's wild? I also watched it. I started like on you Tuesday, but anymore? then I didn't watch another episode until Friday night.
5: Oh great! Yeah. So you're in good <laughs> company. I find that Survivor's very easy for for anyone who listens that maybe doesn't even isn't, like, deep into Survivor, but, like, loves y'all. It's such an easy thing to binge, you know? You fly... (laughs) The episodes aren't that long, especially the earlier ones. Like, these episodes are, like, 35 minutes long. You fly through them. And they're so
2: good. Like, you get very invested very quickly. There were a few seasons where Nick and I had did the same thing, like our work schedules got crazy during the week or we weren't together or whatever. And so we would just binge from like Friday night till like Saturday. And at some mm. point you're just like another, like w- just the next one, like I'm in. Really? Like,
1: like, I'm also like if the season is good enough, you don't want to stop watching. Like if it's no. good enough yeah, sure. and yeah. you just like want to see what's going on. But Tom, what I took away from that story is that Dawn is your Sue Hawk.
5: And <laughs> Dawn is my Sue Hawk. and I have a friend named Dawn that I was with today. I went into a baby, uh, bridal shower today with her and she is from Jersey. And when she introduced herself, she says, she goes, I'm Dawn. <laughs> like, like, like she runs a pizza parlor in, uh, in Secaucus. But like, so whenever I see Dawn, it's hard for me to say like D-O-N. I mean, she's, I, I think Dawn. <laughs> like, Dawn. Like, Dawn. But Dawn is... Uh, well, I wish she came back more, honestly. I really love her a lot.
2: She's a wild character.
0: <laughs> she's she grew on me. I didn't like her at first, but sure. by my, like midway her... through the season, yeah. I was on you board. You like
5: it. her a lot on her round two season. I found that because that, yeah. her round two season is my first introduction to her. Mm-hmm. And so this, I was like, I kind of, she wasn't as likable, I think, as she was on that other one. Not i do not likable. She's just kooky.
2: She's <laughs> kooky. That's a great word for her Tom. She cried so much. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't understand we're so sad we're so upset and my I the thing I couldn't get over with Dawn because I actually I did she grew on me by the end I was like I like her like I get where she's coming from and she like was loyal and good in challenges like very surprisingly you were like girlfriend where did you come from like you're so good at this but she walks into redemption when she's doing the like final her final arena thing with Mm -hmm. Ozzy and she's hunched over like a hunchback and I was like has redemption island not been kind to you are you okay and I was like no one's checking on dawn like she's <laughs> fully like this i was like sweet baby are you okay oh, her, was- eyes,
5: her eyes are about to fall out of her skull at all times so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> almost like she's too close to the camera at any given mm-hmm. moment but just because of her face not because she actually is and yeah. she's like are you good yeah, I just I was very concerned about her when she walked away after Redemption Island. I was like, I'm worried about. I was you.
1: I was also concerned with the amount of times she cried, Dawn darling, <laughs> like every little I um I stubbed my toe today and like it just reminded me that I'm not home. And I was like, Dawn darling,
5: let's she, lo- she loves her kids and her husband a lot. We've yeah, she that. does, which we is were, nice. We learn that a lot.
2: That would be nice if I felt that for anyone, you know. Oh. Um.
5: You know what though, Aggie, this podcast is gonna come out in January. You could have met the love of your life by then.
2: Uh, let's manifest that. Let's manifest that for us. Yeah, Put it in know. the universe. Yeah. Universe. We deserve it. We deserve it. Um, okay, so with that being said, Tom is ready to talk about season twenty-three because he has now watched it. So I'm I so have. excited. I'm so excited. You guys- <laughs> on
5: the mind, ladies. <laughs>
2: He did it. He's ready. So as you guys know, every time we start with we try to keep it a minute, but like if you go over, we don't get too mad. Nick might yell at me, but not at anyone else. I'll probably cut it out, honestly. I talk much. It's a problem. Okay, so I'll start us off really quickly with like my quick hits on this season. Honestly, overall, I thought this season was basically the same thing as last season with two players I really love, but like it just I don't care for Redemption Island. I think that's really what it comes down to. I don't really like Redemption Island. I think it makes the brunt of getting voted out too easy. You're like, I can get back in. So I still have a chance. And it's like, you should have been trying to keep yourself in the game further. Like, I think Cochran understood that. He was like, I don't want to go to Redemption because I could go home. But if I'm still in the game, I'm still in the game. You're not really still in the game at Redemption, which is... I will change that opinion when we get to Winners at War because I think Edge of Extinction is slightly different. But in this particular instance, like Redemption Island, you're literally just living by yourself and battling out one to two people in the hopes that you kind of get back into the game. And I just, I don't love it as a concept and I didn't like it last season and then we had to do it again. It did keep Ozzy around. So for me, that was a win, but otherwise, like, no, that's a controversial opinion in this crowd. So Tom, I'm going to let you go first and then we'll whip around with everybody else. So have at it, Tom. What did you think?
5: Okay. So what I liked, well, let's start with what I didn't like is, uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know where everyone's from, but I grew up in, um, Texas and people put jesus behind everything they do and it's like like my mom like raised my mom and dad raised me in religion but like and they would tell me they're like there's no reason to like pray before you like x y and z like there's certain things that just like don't need to happen and like the constant prayer before everything they do it was um i didn't like it <laughs> i don't really know how much more want to say about it I, so i'm sorry if anyone here is a is a uh child of god but what i do <laughs> like is well, i said this a little bit earlier but i love Dawn. I think she's a great character. Wish we had more of her. I love Cochran a lot. I think he's one of our better players in the Survivor franchise. And um, Coach, I don't like, but he makes good TV. So I'm happy to see him around, even though he's praying too much.
2: (laughs) He prayed so much this season. And I love Coach. Anna and I are Coach Stans. And we Mm -hmm. were just like, why? Why are you doing this, sir? (laughs) Up until this season, he had been just like the wild card you didn't know you needed. And then this season, I was like, we've gone left. Anyway, Anna, speaking of coach, you're up next.
0: Um, coach liked my Instagram comment once and like, I've never been the same since it like really cemented him for me in my heart of hearts. But I will say he, he did get a little bit much this season. And I think that's what happens when you bring back someone who was like such a quote unquote character in their first season that every time you bring them back, they're going to be less of that persona and more like you're going to see the deeper layers and I don't know that I want to see the deeper layers of Coach. I think I want him to like live in that sweet spot between like token cheens and heroes versus villains. Like I want him to be kind of that pseudo character. But I digress. I do love Coach this season for me. So when I heard that Tom was coming on the podcast and that he was doing so because this was one of his favorite seasons, I was like, wow, it must be great. Um, now to down. hear you, now, <laughs> now to hear you say that you didn't actually watch it, um, <laughs> that you were mistaken, it makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you yeah, no, I like the other Don and Cochran season.
0: So I started watching this season being like, oh, it's Tom's favorite. Like, it must be great. Me not knowing you at all, Tom, but being like, he must have great taste. It's got to be good. Um, I feel a little bit better now knowing that that was a um, a lie, a mistake. <laughs> I didn't not like this season. I just found everyone quite unlikable. I didn't think there was anything extraordinary about the season itself in the twists, in the composition, but I didn't find the people unlikable in the way that I did in season 21. I still enjoyed watching them, which I didn't in season 21. I didn't love the people, but I liked watching them and watching them interact. Um, I will say the best part of the season for me you know I love a skinny white weirdo, Cochran, love him, <laughs> will die on that hill, not in the same way that I've loved some other skinny white weirdos, but I do love him, I would love to see him play again, I sure hope he
4: does, and I can't wait to talk about him.
2: Stacey, how about <laughs> it?
4: All right, I like this season, it's not, you know, my top five, I would say, but I do like it, I think partly because I love Sophie, and I saw Sophie- in a different season, (laughs) in season 40 before this one. So I watched this also earlier in quarantine um, because I wanted, I basically went back to watch all the winners from 40 and what season they were on. So I liked it um, because of her. Love When a Woman Wins. I... Thought, yeah, Redemption is getting a little old, I would say, after only what two seasons.
3: Yeah, but
4: (laughs) (laughs) like it was old when it started, basically. But I mean, we got Ozzy back, so I think you know, we like to see Ozzy. I do know people have different feelings of Ozzy this time around. By people, I mean Nick, (laughs) but I don't know, I liked it. I mean. I thought there were some interesting strategic things that happened, especially with Cochran. Um, I thought there were some good players who definitely deserve to come back. So overall, I I would say I would give it a B. I would give it a B.
2: Nick. B (laughs) minus. Wow, Anna. Wow. Coming for my man, Ozzy, I see. Okay. I was going to say
5: C plus, honestly. but
2: (laughs) I I kind of, honestly, this season wasn't great. But Nick, end us with your thoughts, baby. Okay.
1: So I feel very similar to Stacy where it was like a good mediocre season of Survivor. <laughs> but I think why I like it more than others is simply because we've had such shit these past two seasons, like 21 and 22 where honestly they were kind of painful to get through and watch, like me and Aggie were sitting there like I don't want to watch this. I can't watch this again. I can't watch another episode. And 23 at least kept me interested enough to keep on watching. And I wasn't like upset to watch more. That being said, uh, uh, the returning players just got to me so much this year. And we're going to deep dive into it. But like coach pisses me off. And Ozzy has just like descended from being an amazing player who I love and respect to being one of the players that I cannot stand and cannot watch again. And this season truly just cemented those feelings for me.
5: You'll get to see him. He's not done.
1: I know. I know. But I will say I loved Sophie and I liked watching her winner's arc and her just kind of being like a boss ass bitch because she was and I was here for it. So I enjoyed watching her win, but the season as a whole, like I agree like a B, B minus rating.
2: The nonsense she went through between the players she was with and just like, We're going to get to religion later, guys. We know Uh. it's part of it. We know we will discuss it. But like, Sophie's like, I'm not religious. But it just seems like it's easier to go along with it. But she's like, I don't believe in it. Like, I don't, what are we doing? I'm like, Sophie, tag yourself. I'm Sophie. Like, it just felt a little like pushy. But anyway, we'll get into that. So really quickly, guys, in case you're like trying to put yourself in the shoes of the castaways and where we're at, there were two tribes. Savaii and Upolu in this season, Upolu, sorry, Upolu in this season, they never had a tribe swap. They stayed on their tribes the whole time. Um, So Savaii was Ozzy, Semhar, Mark, Elise, Keith, Jim, Cochran. Some of those names I don't remember. Upolu, Coach, Christine, Stacy, Michaela, Edna, Brandon, and Sophie. Asterix against Ozzy, he gets voted out twice and comes back twice from Redemption Island, but he is there the whole time. Okay, so let's get into it. For this season, again, our big twist was really Redemption Island, but we'll quickly talk about just some things that production tried to do to keep us interested and on page with the new direction of Survivor. And the big thing that I think Survivor is doing at this point is finding a way to keep people and finding a way to bring people back so that you're at least invested before it starts. And so that was this season, bringing back Ozzy and Coach. In my personal opinion, I think they picked Ozzy and Coach because they brought back a villain and someone they loved last season. And the villain immediately went home. I'm talking about you, Russell Hans, and Rob M1. But does anyone have feelings about Ozzy and Coach coming back? You guys know I'm, I'm an Ozzy stan, and regardless of how he does on this season, I'm still an Ozzy stan. I'm unapologetically a fan of Ozzy.
5: I have a couple hey. timeline questions, and I know y- y'all are watching these in order. Was this this is after Heroes versus Villains, correct? Yes. yes. And Heroes versus Villains was season 20, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. So and so, so and
5: Coach was on that. Was Ozzy on Heroes versus Villains?
2: No. He was not. We actually Nick and I that's had this conversation
5: odd. That's last odd. night.
2: I think the reason Ozzy wasn't on Heroes versus Villains is because he had just been on Fans versus Favorites in 16 and him and Amanda weren't Nick together.
5: That oh that season is great great season perfect season yeah
0: i don't think he made enough sense as a hero and i think he would have been one too many persons to return from fans versus favorites yeah yeah yeah
5: i think ozzy is too good at living in the wild to be on survivor unfortunately because he he's it's the same thing every time he's used for what he can do and then he is kicked out because they know he'll win and i think well, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but he goes very far in this season and uh, maybe maybe the farthest in his journey. I, I can't remember what his last... He goes on the season. He go- comes on back for one more season. I don't remember what happens then, but you could tell that this time he was like, I'm going to play dirty. C- kind of, don't you agree? Yeah. He like tried to play the game this time and it just kind of made him come across not so good.
1: <laughs> so this is my issue with Ozzy and I'll just like place it in here. Is, and I sometimes i fault him for it but like it's also like america did this to him where like they treated him like a god and they're like ozzy is perfect and then everybody on this season two was like ozzy we should just listen to you we only have to listen to what you have to say and they put him on this pedestal and then he gets a cocky attitude yeah he wants to root for the bully who's like being mean to the scrawny little dude for no apparent reason Cochran brings us up and Cochran's like, my name got tossed out to go home first for no reason. I did well in the first challenge. The other girl was trash. (laughs) He was like, he was like the skinny twin guy. And the girl is, Ozzy's trying to save the girl because Ozzy thinks she's hot. That's legit the only reason. And it's like, Ozzy, this is your third time playing. You haven't won your first time playing, you made it to the top three, which is great, but like you haven't won since or even got there, gotten very far. Wouldn't you think like, maybe you should switch up your strategy? Cause in fans versus favorites, the same thing happened. You partnered up with a hot girl in Amanda and then she backstabbed you, bro, come um. That's just my feels on him. And I see this kind of happen too with like a lot of players who come back, either they're treated like gods or they're try to like forcibly removed immediately Russell Hance and Boston Rob. This season though, it just so happened that coach and Ozzie were both treated like gods and it was annoying.
4: I was gonna yeah. say, I mean, I agree with, nick that i think ozzy was just really cocky this season i mean going like volunteering to go to like to get voted out to go to redemption just assuming he'll come back like you don't know what the content the challenge will be and he just i don't know i think he thought he was like in control the whole time could kind of treat people however he wanted he called sophie a brat which he said he heard from others but i was like you could have kept it to yourself so i it's it's like conflicting because I like, I mean, Aussie in Cook Islands. Wait, is it not Cook Islands? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, I get those two islands wrong. But Ozzy in Cook Islands, like he was just so pure. He just loved nature. He just wanted to fish. He just wanted to like, you know, be in the wilderness. And I loved him. But now I'm like, yeah, it's a lot for me now.
0: But to segue, my my beef with bringing back Ozzy and Coach Which I think I've touched on this when we were talking about Redemption Island is like, I don't like when things don't make sense when things seem a little bit random. My issue with Redemption Island was like, cool, you bring back Russell and Rob. It's this rivalry. We've seen them play together. We've seen them have issues. Bring them back. The whole, you know, theme of the season is redemption. They didn't really play it up, but like it was the theme. So it made sense to bring those two back in a non-returner season. And then the time before that, when we saw returners playing a non-returner season was in Guatemala, where you had Stephanie and Bobby John, two players who like had unprecedented, you know, stories within the game. Like Bobby John never really got voted out. So it was an interesting play to bring them back and be like, this is what we're doing with the season. It makes sense. Here, it doesn't make sense. Ozzy and Coach have never played together. They have no history together. They're both popular players. They're both two people who I guess you could spin it as like, they need redemption, but like... This isn't Redemption Island season. This is South Pacific. We still have Redemption Island, but that's not the theme. What's the theme? There is none. We're just going to drop these two players because we know you love them, which we do. We do. And I like to see them play, you know, say what you will about how annoying they both were this season. Like, I do like to see returning players play, but I like for it to make sense. I like for it to have a clear reasoning behind it. And I just don't think that it did here.
5: So can I, uh, something I did like about Redemption Island this season, something I think, on most competition reality shows is if you go home first, second, or third, like I feel like the beginning go homes are fun characters and I love a like kooky, fun character. And this season, I loved that we got to see them just a little bit more. I, two, two other people I loved uh, in Redemption Island was Stacy and Christine. I love. all, I, I'm just saying I liked to see, I liked that we got more screen time with them via Redemption Island because they're just like fun characters for our screen. I wanted Christine to go further, but we can get to that later, I guess. I don't know if I'm kind of going off track.
1: No, go for it.
2: Go for it. Stacy, did you have a thought in there?
4: No, I was just surprised because Stacy and um Christine like I don't know. They didn't they seem like the outcast of their tribe. So I like that Tom is a fan
5: of also. No, I mean, like, my
4: name's Stacy. So
5: you know. I yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> like you too, Stacy. No, I just they're just fun TV. Like it's fun to see these people that like I, I think Christine. I thought Christine actually could have gone far. She did so well in Redemption yeah. Island, and then she's like a fan of Survivor. I think I thought it was kind of odd that she went so early. Stacy, I don't think she knew where she was, but
2: <laughs> well, but I kind of loved Stacy for that reason. Like Stacey, I enjoyed. She was funny. She gave great cutaways, not like surreal level cutaways, but like pretty close. Very funny, just hilarious things that she thought about in the moment. And I love that the two of them refused to call coach coach. I just Mm -hmm. enjoyed that immensely. I agree that I think I didn't like Christine just because I thought it was a bold move on day one to call Ozzy and coach temporary players it's just like it's a bold move to like put yourself out there and assume that everyone's going to be on the same page as you because you see she gets voted off later because coach finds allies and they're like now we're sticking with coach and then she's on the outs because she immediately was like he's a temporary player she was just like a little more for me i think i felt it felt aggressive and then she was looking for the idol so that was a mistake. like i was like girlfriend they're trying to make a shelter. Don't don't go immediately looking for the idol. Also, it was just kind of like depressing that Coach and Ozzy found the idols. Speaking of twists, the two returning players get them, and then that's it. And then they're they're never used. Ozzy uses it once incorrectly.
5: I have a question for everyone. Just kind of an opinion question. Do we think that the idols are planted like for players ever?
0: Yeah, I don't. I believe that the idols are not actually hidden until like a certain point in the game. Like, it's my conspiracy theory. Like, I think even though the clues are there, like, I think the clues change. I think the producers are moving the idols. I think they are strategically placing them Mm -hmm. where they want them to be found. You know
4: what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they're just hidden from the get-go and, like, the clues are all in place. Like, I think they're moving shit around. I think that too. I, Tom, just so you know, I'm a survivor nerd and all of quarantine, I've been doing survivor trivia with Missy from season 39 and Aaron
5: love Missy. I have seen that she's doing that. That's so awesome that you've done yeah. that with them.
4: Yeah. Well, she stopped because she moved to Spain, but we were doing it. And she said, cause after this, uh, the trivia you get to like ask one question and someone asked like, are the idols like, what's up with the idols? And she said, like, it seems like very, very planned. She was like, I spent hours looking for idols and didn't find one. And then someone would walk in the woods and find one. And she so said she had some suspicions.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so. It just, and I never buy it. Like I really never I do. <laughs> I just don't. It's just like the fact that like Ozzy gets it. It's like obviously, obviously they want Ozzy to stay on because it's ratings. You know, people will tune in every week to see certain players play again. Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard for me to believe that. Do you think so? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but. <laughs>
2: I think you might be onto something for sure because I'm thinking about other seasons where people are like desperate. I mean, like think about even Christine in this season. She was desperate to find the idol and like found the clue. And the clues are so vague at the beginning. And that, that makes me think like they're vague on purpose.
0: They're so generic.
2: Like they're so generic on purpose because then it's like, well, now I can like, I can kind of make it anywhere. And I also, I even said to you, Nick, When Ozzy found the idol, I was like, that seems like it was in a place only Ozzy could get to. Like, you had to, like, climb out on a tree, over the ocean, like, basically do monkey shit to get it. And I was like, no one else would have been able to get that, and Ozzy has it now.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there you go. I think that you just just answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, I was like,
2: only Ozzy could have gotten this. And, like, the same thing is true in Fans versus Favorites when he gets the idol it was back and forth across the ocean four times and Ozzy swims like a fish. So that didn't even bother him. He was like, he was done in like 20 minutes. And Sari and Kathy are like trudging through <laughs> and they just give up. They're like, I don't want to do it again. Like, I, it's literally telling me to go back. I'm not, I'm not going. So it could, I, I'm not against that as a theory. It
1: wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if it came out that they're like, yeah, we put him in plain sight. It would not shock me at all.
2: But it's such a bummer. The idols this season, I also thought were annoying because part of your reward was that a clue was hidden at camp. And I was like, oh, it's so many steps to get the idol. At this point, do what Ozzy did and just start looking in every tree. Like Christine was so happy that she found a clue. And I was like, it's four sentences and it's very vague. I don't understand how that's an advantage. Um, So I just, I felt like they were a little bit boring this season. Maybe we've, maybe we've cracked a secret. Of survivor production, you'll never we'll never really know because no one from production w- listens to our podcast. If you're out there and you want to let us know, holler. Now let's just talk about Redemption Island. I think a lot of us have feelings as this is now the second time we're doing it. I actually am going to pose this as a question to you guys because I don't really believe there were that many improvements from round one, but I there might have been some things that like potentially we view as better on the second go round. So I'm going to let you guys sort of start. So does anyone have strong feelings? Yeah. Go for it. You got it. Anna.
0: <laughs> um, my biggest issue with Redemption Island in last time we saw it, the first time we saw it last season is that I like that you don't like people aren't gone after you vote them out. We have the second like chance. And I think I mentioned this in our last podcast. Maybe I didn't, but I, I didn't love the anticlimactic element of like you get voted out and then like, if you lose right away at Redemption Island, then like you just kind of throw your buff into the fire. And Jeff is like, how, how do you feel now that your adventure is over? And it just, it doesn't hit the same way as like your tribe has voted you out. Like the tribe has spoken, goodbye, your torch is snuffed. But my other beef with it is just like, it's such a big part of the game right now. And yet we don't see any footage of the people who are on Redemption Island, except when it was Ozzy. Like we don't see anything about like their journey or like their struggle. And I get that you don't want to spend the time on that unless that person is going to come back into the game, but it does just suck to be like, Jeff talks to them when they're at the duels and he's like, Hey, you know, Christine, whoever tell me about like what your experience has been like on Redemption Island. And like, they're always in tears and they're like, it's so hard. It's so whatever, like it's really isolating, but like I'm doing it, I'm making it happen. But we don't see any of that. And I'm not necessarily saying I would want the uh, airtime spent on that, especially if it's then not gonna matter later in the game. But it does just feel weirdly disconnected in that way. So that's my beef. I don't really have a solution that I would propose, but, you know.
1: so I kind of feel like the opposite of you, Anna, in the sense of, I think, the improvement from season 22 to season 23 is that they showed less at Redemption Island.
0: Well, they showed nothing except Ozzy.
1: Right. And I, like...
2: (laughs) Him him being in a Mowgli, like Mowgli in the Tree, you didn't like that, Anna? That edit was everything to me. Yeah. Like, but even
1: knew. it's just it felt very when we went from twelve to thirteen. When you watch Exile Island twelve, like all you see is Exile Island. There's like twenty yeah. minutes an episode spent there and you're like, I don't care. The idol was found. It's not being used. You're all annoying. Get out of my face. Fi- like I don't want to see it. And then season 13, they found like a good mix of like, we'll show you like five minutes an episode. And I was like, perfect. I don't need to see much. Just want to know that they're there. And like, that's how it kind of felt here. Where in 22 Redemption Island, we spent like 20 minutes watching it. And I'm like, my God, I don't (laughs) care that you're making a fire by yourself. I just simply do not care. And also it's not like you have an idol to find there. It's not like you have anything to do there. It's truly just you sitting. I do not care. And like this season, it felt like they scaled it back a little bit until Ozzy got there. And they were like, then they were like, well, our moneymaker is on Redemption Island. We should show you him being a fish, which is, again, I think leads to me not liking Ozzy. Show me the gameplay that actually matters.
2: Tom, did you have feels?
5: I don't really, I could take or leave Redemption Island. My first interaction with Redemption Island in the game was Blood versus Water, where I thought it worked really, really well. I think that was the first time I saw them use that. And I really, really liked it there. I think it's fun. I think it's good when you care about the players, but I just don't think we cared about a lot of these players. So it just didn't really matter.
2: No,
4: I agree with all of that. It's not (laughs) my favorite twist.
2: (laughs) I kind of agree with Nick. I didn't like spending time there. So it was nice to see less of it. But for me, I think Redemption Island is frustrating because it, it made it. So like our budget was less on Survivor. So we couldn't go on rewards because we had to have two arenas to play challenges in. And like, that was expensive. Mm -hmm. So we didn't go on rewards. Like we had a few rewards. Most of them were sent back to you at camp. Like the rewards were very anticlimactic and I love a good reward. I think there's so much that happens on them in terms of deciding, especially when you get to individual immunity, like who you bring with you, you can like actually strategize. You can like, create bonds with people in ways that like you can convince them that you want to go with them to the end even though you don't but like there's gameplay that happens on rewards like it's just way more interesting and like I just I, we missed out on so much of that like when oh my god what's his name Albert gives up his reward so Cochrane and coach can do it it's literally behind their shelter So Cochran and coach can't have a conversation because like everyone would hear it. And like, that would have been a great opportunity for Cochran to like, try and convince coach that he shouldn't be seven. Like you couldn't do it. And that was really annoying to me.
0: No, I'm just saying, I completely agree with you. I personally, I don't think it's an issue of budget because I I feel that Survivor has ample money, but I do think it's a product of like, we're spending so much time on like the Redemption Island, like the duel. And that's an, that's a whole extra challenge that you have to watch during the episode that that's where we were spending the reward time. I agree with you. So much of what I liked about the early seasons was like, A, watching the rewards. But like if I were applying to go on Survivor and my reward was like a piece of pizza back at my camp, I would be pissed. Like, I think we've talked before about like, oh, like, why would we go on Survivor? Like, is it the money or the experience? Like, what are you playing for? And to me, like, it was always appealing because the further you got in the game, the better the rewards got. And they were these once in a lifetime experiences that like were priceless because unless you were a gajillionaire, you wouldn't have the means or the access to be able to do the kind of things that they would go and do. And so to see it reduced to like, you get a massage at your camp. (laughs) Like, it's so sad to me. And I hope we see big rewards come back because I just, I imagine being a player and winning something and being like, what are we going to do? Like helicopter to a volcano? No, you get a piece of pizza in your dirt. <laughs> like, it just seems so like such a step back from what was so great about the show. Sad.
5: Now, at what point are we going to talk about the challenge where they had to eat a pig?
0: <laughs> oh God. Uh, Not worth a million dollars. Uh, I'm sorry.
5: I, uh, so I am a vegetarian
2: I don't think I knew
5: that. Well, there you go. Yeah,
2: okay. Anyway, so this is probably very traumatized. No, no,
5: but I'm also like, I grew up in Texas. Like, I'm not like afraid of meat. Like, I'm not a vegetarian who's like, don't eat that in front of me. However, the idea that they had to, they had to bite off a pig. They literally just put a pig in front of them, roasted, and then was like, okay, you need to take the pig, put it in your mouth and spit it into a bucket. I couldn't get through it. And how dare we we forget that they did go on one reward. They got to see the movie Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh my God. Um, oh, we will discuss that later. But yeah, what a reward. But wait, Stacey, did you say- you Well, were also,
4: play? I was going to say also with the pig thing, the winning team got to take it with
5: them.
0: Everybody got mad at Cochrane because they got back to camp and he was like, haha, are we all going to have herpes now? And everyone was like, why would you say that? And he was like, because we all just collectively spit into the same food. Like what the fuck guys?
2: My thing too though, I was like, this challenge is gross. It's absolutely disgusting. But on top of that, like I just oh, I was so whelmed the whole time. This is not the first time they've done it. Tom. This is the
1: third time they've played this challenge. I wanna be crystal clear. Wait, are you I serious? think it's the first children. time
2: in HD. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's Hundo the first P. Time in HD, which definitely makes a difference. You see the spit coming out. No, it was, <laughs> no, so- you know, it was shocking. It was- also, they cover the meat in barbecue sauce. <laughs> like, why? So you
2: so you just want to eat it at that point. Like I would just be like, you know what, it's we're just losing, so I'm gonna start eating it. And so dumb.
0: it's messier and slipperier and
1: just also like this the challenges, like it's not difficult. It's not apparently difficult. it is. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, this is the most dangerous challenge. And, like, Ozzy gets a chipped tooth. And, like, the one guy has, like... Oh, my God,
2: Don loses, like, half a molar.
1: Yeah. Poor Don. And, like, people has, like, giant cuts on their body. I'm like, what is happening? Just eat the meat.
4: Like, (laughs) they don't have
0: floss. So, like, that shit's going to be in there.
4: Anyway. One thing I was going to say about the rewards, though, is that I don't know for this season, but there are seasons where we just don't see some reward challenges, Because of time. So I do wonder Mm -hmm. if they had any where they got to leave camp. Because that just seems ridiculous to never leave camp. I think that maybe they had some reward challenges that we didn't, that weren't shown to us. Well,
2: they were all, I mean, this is, again, I would be interesting to know, Stacey, but they did during every immunity challenge. They were like, and your reward is blank. And it's like. for all of them? Yeah, for every Uh, one of them. Well, then maybe. And And I was like, this is such a dupe. Also, they're in the same place as Samoa and Heroes versus Villains. Yeah. Have rewards. So you know there's something to do there. It's not like they're in an island where there is nothing and they were like, oh, we don't know what to show. So we'll just like do it to like no. Last thing about Redemption Island, and then we'll move on and have our nice conversation about Brandon and religion. Really quickly, thoughts on Ozzy choosing to go to redemption on purpose. Do we think that was a good strategy, bad strategy? Tom, you got thoughts?
5: I think I like it. I think it's smart. It's good TV. He knows how to make good TV at this point. He's been on for a while and it's fun gameplay. I don't think I would do it if I was him, but he knows that he could, he knows that he is physically, he's one of the only people that could probably get away with that. So, I mean, I think it kind of works for him.
2: I kind of agree. I think him and maybe um, Tyson, Natalie, some of the like later players who are really strong physically, potentially could do that same strategy. It's just very risky, right? Like if you go and you get sent home, and then you you don't get to come back. Like, you sent yourself home. But I think it was smart in terms of thinking about, like, well, I'm not mad at my tribe for sending me there. Poor Ozzy. Not an actor. So no one believed that he hadn't gone there on purpose. So that, that part of the plan failed, which was a little bit of a bummer.
0: But that's um, my and- problem with the whole thing, is, like, Ozzy's not a good actor, and... Even when he was like, I want you guys to send me because, like, I can maybe win the challenge, like, come back in. He comes across as so disingenuous that, like, it's just kind of icky. You're like, yeah, dude, I get that, like, you can do this and, like, you can come back into the game and, like, maybe Redemption Island will be a reprieve for you because you, like, know how to fish and it's whatever. But, like, cool it with your attitude because you being like, well, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to come back in a game, like for you guys, like shut your mouth, dude. And just like, sit down. Like, yeah, it's a high risk, high reward in this case, very high reward move. So like, I'm excited that he did it and I'm like, cool, confirmed, good move. But the way that he talks about it is so off-putting.
1: I had two issues with this move and like, it wasn't about Ozzy doing it. It was one They were stupid because Christine, the entire time she was there, was saying how much she hated her original tribe and how she was going to go with the other tribe. And they knew that because two players from your tribe went to the duels all the time. And she was very vocal at the duels being like, I hate coach, I hate everyone on my tribe. She flipped them off. She tossed it, like, in what world did you think that she would go back to them? Like, like, no. There's no point. And then also I hated that after Ozzie gets voted out, they go back to camp and everyone gets mad at Cochran being like, you should have still fought harder to go home and volunteer to go home for him. And Cochran's like, what the hell? I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be the idiot to put myself out to go. Make o- Ozzie wants to be the big man on campus and do that. Good for him. But why do I have to? And do you
0: think maybe Ozzie knew that if he didn't go himself Cochran would have gone and on the off chance that Cochran came back into the game, he would have flipped.
1: They just like didn't think anything about Cochran. They were just like, we'll get to this when we talk to Cochran, but it's like, they were treated him like shit every single day of that show. And then when he inevitably flipped on them, they're like, how dare you? You are on our tribe. You shouldn't have did that. And I'm just watching it like, I would have flipped on you too. You were jerks to me every single day blamed everything on him and like of course like he flipped on you it makes no sense
2: okay so w- one of the people who is able to convince cochran to flip of all people is brandon um, because he's actually nice to him at tribal so let's get into brandon aka not a job title russell Hansen's nephew i was like <laughs> that is not your job i don't know why that is right next to your name every single time it's kind of like fill up special agent question mark like uh, what are we doing here? Why does it say Russell Hans's nephew every single time? I do actively want to know what he does for a living because I'm concerned about whoever employs him. But Brandon comes into the game for two days. He decides he's gonna only wear a shirt because the word Hans is <laughs> tattooed not once, but twice on him. But he tries to like keep it under wraps that he's Russell Hans's nephew. And um, then he just like one day is like, I can't be dishonest anymore. And that becomes his key phrase every minute of every day. I am honest. I'm going to win back the Hans name in honor of God. So, um, that was an interesting choice. So let's, let's just talk about Brandon and some of his choices and then we'll get into his religion at the end. Um, but he had beef with Michaela. Um, he gives his immunity necklace away, which we all know is a bad strategy always. So Um, Talk to me. Thoughts. Stacey, you want to start us off?
4: Yeah, Brandon, I was saying this a little earlier. I think he's just such a conflicted character. And he just, I mean, he was just going through a lot. I don't know what, I don't know what the island did to him. But he, it's like he comes in, he has this chip on his shoulder about his uncle. He shares it finally. They don't I mean coach cares because coach has been burned by him but no one else cared that much and then yeah the Michaela thing I thought was very strange how he was like offended that Michaela was a woman and like wore a bikini (laughs) and was like it was like we need to get her out I don't trust her like and I'm just like Brandon I think you're just attracted to her and you're like worried about yourself and what you will do so yeah I just I don't know but then I would say towards the middle he, he wasn't as much of a key player like he was just kind of there he, he went along with his alliance he didn't really cause too many waves and then he kind of lost it again towards the end so I don't know I find him to be very interesting um, I know Tom mentioned that he comes back and I have way more thoughts about him when he comes back I think we all will overall I don't know he I mean he was good TV the Hanses are good TV We can at least say that
5: I, wow, I don't really know where to start. Brandon is, you know, sometimes you watch shows and you're like, people are a wreck and you're like, oh, but it's good for my TV. But I don't find that this, I don't find him entertaining. I've almost found him triggering. He just like, he he feels like someone who would be in like a true crime (laughs) podcast, like a villain. (laughs) Like he just, he's, he (laughs) freaks me out that he's like done things. What I found so interesting about, so he's like, has hands on his body And unfortunately, I don't know who did that tattoo, but Hans is not clear to read. And every like shows it to everyone and they're like, they're like, what what does that say? And he's like, you can't read it. It says Hans. It's like, no one would have fucking known if you hadn't just like outed yourself. Like stay quiet the whole game. Like no one needs to know that. Like tell someone at the end of the game, maybe to like bring you into their final two to be like i i don't know i he played it at the wrong time and if i saw that tattoo after not eating for like 10 days and no water the last thing i would see with my faded vision was hans it like looked like
2: (laughs) it was like (laughs) it was like
5: like big square letter it didn't look like hans to me and you could tell he was so bummed at everyone's reaction because everyone was like what does that say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I can't my burden I can't remove my shirt <laughs> it's like dude like no one can read it the way he uses God as a excuse like as a it's just it, it, it's scary to me and it's like a misuse of religion I kind of feel like and and then on the reunion I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead but like
2: oh, jump there Tom he has That's like he's, he's
5: essentially sobbing to Jeff and saying that His whole family was, wanted to like get rid of him from their, from the Hans name because of how poorly he performed like (laughs) on the show. And Russell essentially doubled down on that, like in the audience when they like cut to him and it's just like dark. What is this Hans family? Like, what are they like? Like (laughs) we've, we've met two of those characters and they are not good people. I I don't know.
2: Um, yeah, I agree. The Hanses were just, they're a special crew. And I 100% agree about the tattoo. No one would have given a shit. Nick, I think you were saying Sophie's sitting there and she's like, what?
1: Sophie's sitting there and it's like, he takes off his shirt. She like stares at him and he's like, do you notice anything? She's Mm -hmm. like, "That you have a bad tattoo? (laughs) Or he makes it such a big, he's sitting on the beach. He's like, it's so hot. I just want to take my shirt off. And And everyone's everyone's like, like, do it. it." okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bro. <laughs> also, it doesn't become a big deal. Like, they don't vote him off for it. Like, I feel it's like it's more
2: for the edit. Let's talk about the time when Coach talks about how Brandon was looking like Russell Hans marching down the beach looking for the idol, and they transition to Russell and <laughs> his fedora also stalking the beach for the idol. And I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, survivor producers, you went in my brain and said, Aggie will laugh. I full waltz like, out loud. Like, that was hilarious TV, but like, it didn't affect anything.
0: I totally agree with you. I love that moment. I lolled. It was great. The job description of Russell's nephew. So funny. (laughs) Here's my problem with it. Here's where it gets a little tricky. Brandon, you start the season being like, this kid's kooky. Like he's weird, whatever. And then as it goes on, you're like, oh no, this boy is troubled. This 19 year old is like a sad, like you, you start to not be annoyed with him. You start to be concerned for him. And it just gets so icky when you're like, when Russell was playing, like, Russell's a grown man. Russell came in and he was like, I'm here to fuck shit up. And he did. Awesome. We loved him for it. But then to say like, ooh, this was such a great thing for the show, like to have this character of Russell Hance, let's like bring in one of his family members and like see what happens. And to have this kid be so like, obviously, deeply, I don't want to say troubled, because I don't know like his life, but you see him interact with his dad. You obviously have seen Russell play and you see like, the pressures that the show is putting on him to not live up to Russell but to do something that's gonna align his identity with what Russell was and it just gets so icky when you're like no this is like a 19 year old kid who's like family is obviously like a little messed up and we're putting him on TV to be like it's Russell's nephew ha 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 look at him look what he's gonna do is he gonna be like Russell or is he gonna you know redeem the family name and like put this kid in school please get him a job get him a nice like a lady friend or man friend whatever and like oh, just give he, him
2: some space he was he's married he was married which, oh yeah gross so for me tom i think triggering is like i don't want to say triggering because it's not like that aggressive but it was a little like worrying or like for someone who grew up in a very small tennessee town where everyone is very religious it was a little bit of you're like oh he's been kind of messed up by religion. Like he's been so indoctrinated by this idea that like good is good and bad is bad, and like I have to judge myself by those things. And then you put him in a game where like literally you kind of have to lie to win it, and he's clearly not comfortable with that. Start to be like, am I a bad person? Like, can I not be saved? Things like, and I feel like that was what was happening to him. And we were watching it in real time. I think Michaela was a really good example. He was like, I'm. He was basically like, I'm lusting after someone. And I was like, again, maybe not okay, but also like there are ways to combat that and not like need to vote her off immediately because you like are literally so concerned about what she is doing to you. She's not doing anything to you. You're doing shit to you. So please stop. It also just like was a lot to like blame the woman. I was like, no, not Michaela's fault. Get over yourself. But there was just a lot of moments where he's clearly grappling with like, what is it to be a follower of jesus and also be a human in the world because those are two things that are very hard to reconcile to be perfectly honest and that's why religion can be really stressful and edna even says it in final tribal she says religion is one of the like things that is most often used for manipulation and you can see that happening to him in real time like he's literally being manipulated by his own like understanding and he's 19 he maybe doesn't get it he maybe doesn't understand he maybe is only going off things he's been told but he hasn't thought about for himself that's so hard and then because of that he wasn't very good at survivor he would announce his votes at tribal and everyone was like oh jesus are you kidding brandon like why did you do that or he gave albert the necklace which everyone got mad at albert for but i was like Albert didn't do shit. Like, Albert didn't even ask for it. Albert knew he was on the chopping block. And Brandon was like, I'm just going to give it to you. And I was like, why? He's like, I just feel like I should.
5: It
1: felt very similar to, like, when Cochran got yelled at for Ozzy sending himself home. It's like, I'm sorry, if somebody hands you an immunity idol, you don't say no. And then you don't give it back. Boo-hoo. Sorry. Coach even went into the whole thing like, oh, like, you're not being honorable. And, like, you shouldn't have, like you knew Brandon was going home. It's like, Coach, you didn't have to send Brandon home. You could have forced a tie. It
0: reminds me a lot of what we did to BB Ian in the, like, icky emotional manipulation. Like, obviously, different circumstances, different personalities, but at the end of the day, you have a young kid being, like, tricked into thinking that they did something wrong when, like, (laughs) all the adults were pulling the strings.
5: Wait, Anna, can you remind me who Ian is?
0: Um, Ian is the love of my life. You have profess to us that you've not seen seasons one through 10 uh-huh. um and i implore you to watch season 10
5: is that all stars palau okay. it is my
0: favorite season <laughs> it has so many great cast members um, so and ian happy. is the purest most beautiful angel to ever play the game
5: I'll, I'll watch that i've heard palau's good I've, I've i've like looked up the ratings of like i've seen so many lists of like best to worst survivor seasons and palau's always in like top 10
2: so our hot take is we don't actually love the winner but it's a very good season of survivor
5: wait can i say one more thing about brandon yes Please. yes Bring um, i find his i find his fear of women so troubling yeah. and that's all i just think it's like i think it's something that needs to be unpacked once again in therapy and here's where your your ad for talk space is going to be right here
4: exactly (laughs) i do have one other thing which is i think nick might have said this but he is very black and white in his thinking which that's a therapy term so there we go i pulled it back in he has very black and white thinking um he like jeff even said like do you want to play with someone who is clearly not flexible in the plan or in any kind of like you know, side plans. Like he, you guys talked about a plan and he is sticking to it no matter what. He'll even say it out loud at Tribal because he will not shift. And I think as far as the game, yeah, he has a lot of personal things going on, but as far as the game goes, I don't think that is a good way to be where you're just like, no matter what, this is what I'm doing. I will not even entertain other ideas. So that's my last thing on Brandon. And yeah, well, one other thing is that, yeah, I mean, as a therapist, I'm not gonna, I don't diagnose people that I don't know or see, but I do think Come on. he could.
3: <laughs> Although I am oh licensed days. in
4: Texas. so I mean, if he wants to work with me, I'm, I'm available, but, <laughs> but I do, I mean, I think everyone should see a therapist and I think Brandon is not an exception. I'll just say that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. There she is. Mm-hmm. Our, queen. our queen. Yeah, I think That kind of sums it up in terms of like what he brought to the game. And I think, Stacey, your point about black and white, you look at people who win, very rarely are they people who are black and white in terms of their thoughts about the game. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking he's literally like the antithesis to Sandra, who's so gray the whole time that she ends up winning because people just kind of like don't, she never says like exactly what she's doing. She kind of promises things, but like vaguely all the time. And Brandon's like, I promised coach, I will do this. And you're like, that's maybe a dangerous game to be playing, sir. I feel like we should move on to Cochran.
5: Oh, Cochran. (laughs) I love him so much. I'm so excited for y'all to watch a couple seasons because he learns how to play a little bit better than this season.
1: Oh, yay.
0: He's so my jam.
1: This This is my thing, Cochran, is I- I'm just going to let you go. I saw so much of myself in Cochran that it was scary because he did what you should do as- A survivor player he was like i've watched every season of survivor i know all like i know what happened to everyone and i know what to do and what not to do and he suffered from getting on a tribe of people who respected strength over smarts and skills and i truly feel if he was on the other tribe to begin with He would have went a lot farther, but he was on Tribe Ozzy, who was pretty much like, if you're not strong and you're not a hot young woman, you're not getting far in this game. (laughs) And that's like how they played. And it was annoying. But Cochran was very much like, I know Ozzy's gameplay. I know what he does. Here's what he does. And he also said he was like, Keith is playing this way because this is how guys like Keith play the game. Jim is playing this way because this is how people like Jim play this game. And he went up to like Papa Bear and he went up to Dawn and he was like, we are the bottom. We need to do something. And nobody ever listened to him or like let him have his moment or, you know, hear what he had to say. And it was frustrating but I just saw a lot of myself in him of like being such a fan of this game and what I would do if I were to go into this game. I just loved watching him and I wish he got the chance to do more. And I'm hoping when he comes back, he does get a chance to do more. Tom, I know you mentioned you were like, he like plays again and he does a lot better, which I'm really excited to see play out more.
5: I, I just love him. Y- y'all can talk. I feel like I kind of talked about him already. I, I think he's great. And- he wrote a dissertation on Survivor. He's, he's awesome. Yes. That,
0: see, that's so up my alley of like, <laughs> I was debating <laughs> um, doing, and I'm still debating doing PhD applications and talking about the first 10 seasons of Survivor and like race and gender politics, but it's fine. We'll get to that.
1: She is um, a smart, educated lady, everybody.
0: <laughs> but I loved Cochran, like from the very first moment when he was like, I want you to call me Cochran because like all the best players, Jeff, you referred them by their last names. Like it goes so far when you're watching Survivor to watch someone who's so well-spoken and has such an understanding of the game that they're able to project that into like the way they speak and the confessionals they give and like their comments. And I think he does that so well. And it's such a shame that like we had to watch him get bullied um, because I think we would have rooted for him no matter what, but it made you root for him so much more when you were like, no, the other people really are just being mean to him. And like, now he's an underdog. And so I want to root for him even more Than I would have just because like I liked the way that we were seeing him. And like I do think if he had made it even further in the game, and like if this were a season where like he went to the end and like he won, I think I would be a little bit bummed because he was so bad at challenges that it's always sort of like a it's a caveat to be like, oh, I really love this player, but like he does suck so much at like the physical game, which is such a huge part of it. But because it never really had to come to that, I'm not mad about it. And because he got so much shit for it, I'm not mad about it. When the going got tough and he was, you know, competing against Ozzy to come uh, on Redemption Island, like, he came really close. He didn't win, but he came really close. And, like, I was rooting for him to beat Ozzy. So is Nick. So, like, oh. I just think, I mean, you guys know me, if people are listening and you've listened to other episodes, like, you know that he is totally on brand for, like, being one of my type of favorite players. And, like, even he lies about it being his birthday. <laughs> to garner sympathy and I'm like what a great weirdo move to make like I love that I love that energy I love that it works for him he got a free massage incredible rooting for you obviously I'm going to like him just based on the other players that I like and so I I truly can't wait to see him play again
5: Don't you think that no, like right. those types of survivor players are why we watch the game you know I mean we don't watch we don't watch the game for Aussies like we watch the game for our Cochran's our, oh my God, what's his name? I can't remember. There's a Cochran-like character that I'm forgetting. Just the underdogs. The underdogs really go far. I, I don't want to spoil something because the person I'm thinking of wins a later season, So, I, but I don't want to uh, spoil it. <laughs> he was on Winners at War, so I guess it's not a spoiler.
1: Oh, Adam.
5: Oh. Adam. Adam was really bad on Winners at War, but Adam's really good on his winning season.
2: I think the beauty of players like Cochran and Adam, and there was someone recently who was a huge fan of the show. When they came. Eric. I think Eric, it was Eric. Eric! Baby
1: boy Eric.
2: Baby boy. Well, you're
5: talking about Eric like Micronesia, isn't that Eric?
2: Yeah. Yes.
5: Oh, yeah. He Eric. He's no longer mean, an
1: ice Eric. cream boy. He is an ice cream
3: man. He's an ice cream oh, man, you
5: him now?
1: No, 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 no. He literally said that on the season. He was like... Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. I, don't I will stalk him, though. not boy anymore. I'm he an
5: needs some conditioner and a comb, but yeah.
1: Um,
2: he, he cut <laughs> his hair, Tom, and it's the right call. Yeah. My biggest issue with Eric in season 16 was Everybody, everyone on this podcast was like, he's so cute. And I was like, he's not.
5: He- You're he- Wait, Eric I was comes back and back forth. on the Cochrane season, by the way. Eric and Cochran play together.
1: <laughs> cannot- are you joking? Because it's going to be too much for me to handle.
5: No. So the second season that all these people I'm talking about are on is a fan fans versus favorites, too. And Cochran and Eric are on the favorites team.
2: <laughs> oh my god a moment a if moment. there's one more of my faves i'm gonna lose Anna,
4: and there definitely is i won't tell you but there's <laughs> another of your faves <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> i'm not ready
1: mm. getting us back to like what tom was saying survivors made is outwit outlast outplay and so many people go into this game or look at this game as you have to outplay as your number one thing that's what's most important. And it's just not. A lot of the times our winners are not the greatest challenge people. Sandra has won twice now, and she cannot do a challenge to save her life. She is terrible at them. And it's it's just interesting. It's like everybody underestimates the players who are weaker and can't do well, like Cochrane, but Cochrane still made it to the merge, which is a huge feat to do people underestimated Suri. she should have went home episode one girl made it all the way to like top four or five her first season and then top three her second season the game is not just being strong and outplaying people you have to also outwit and that's such a huge part of the game that people just forget about
2: but I think the reason those players are successful at that aspect is because they're fans of survivor and I love seeing fans of survivor on the show because you sit there and you're like, see, I could do this. I could go on Survivor. Like freaking Cochran went on Survivor. I'm better prepared for Survivor than Cochran. I, in this essay, I will. And like, he went out there and he was able to do it. And my goal, if I ever get on Survivor, hashtag or at CBS, like cast me, if I ever get to go, my goal is to make it to the merge. I don't think I have a chance at winning the million dollars, but I need to be in every jury shot. Like I need to be there. I don't, I'm, I can't go home before the merge, but it's so fun to see them one no strategy because they've watched players be successful or unsuccessful. And then also like their love of the game is so palpable. You're just like, oh, you're so excited to be there. Like you just, you just want to do it. And it's, oh, I love that part of
5: it. Aggie, if you were on a jury the whole time, your face, you're you just be like,
2: <gasps> what? Literally, oh I would be what? there. Like,
5: like, like, they would be like, they have to like pan away from Aggie because they're like, she's making so many reactions to what's literally. happening in this. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I would be Eliza in fans versus favorites on the jury every other Yes. Time. But speaking of people who kind of were silent um, in the game and were able to win, I think Sophie's a really good example of that. But for final tribal, we get in and it's Albert, Sophie, and Coach. And to be perfectly honest, when I saw this as the final three, I had watched Winners at War. So I was like, seems like Sophie's the obvious choice. But based on the season, I was like, Sophie wins? Like before they even started, I was like, Sophie's going to have to win. And I was I was very annoyed as a woman about the narrative about a strong woman being mean or like a brat or whatever. I was like, no, you can take <laughs> several seats. Every man in this room, stop. But I felt like she did exactly what Nick just said of like had a quieter game but was making moves and like trying to figure out how to get herself through it. And I think that was the difference in that, like she didn't ride coattails because she was thinking about getting herself through the game.
5: Wait, can I say something about Albert? I was, I like to like look on everyone's Instagrams just to see what what they're doing. And Albert's Instagram um, name, I mean, he's Albert, but like his like um, at is, (laughs) are we ready? No underscore votes.
0: i love it that's his his
5: handle
3: (laughs) no
2: i love that he just fell in that category of the third person who doesn't get votes somebody's gotta do it someone's gotta be that guy hot Hot, tom i agree
5: he's my yeah he's my type more than oz i think nick is i think nick wouldn't kick cochran out of bed for eating crackers No.
0: (laughs) My thoughts on Sophie. So I knew that she played on season 40. So I was like, I think I'm going to assume she wins this season. Every time she was on my screen, I was like, this girl is smart. This girl's playing the game. She knows what she's doing. I have no problem with a quiet game. What I have a problem with is when the edit does not give the winner enough time. We did not see nearly enough of Sophie, especially in the early parts of the season. And I don't think it was a situation where she wasn't, you know, providing the producers with like good interviews. I don't think that it was her fault that she didn't get the airtime that she clearly deserved because she won the season. But I remember every time she had a confessional, I was like, oh, she's saying really great things. This totally makes sense. I think in my mind that she's the winner. And then we just wouldn't have one for like a really, really long time. And even as the game got closer and closer and down to like the final handful of people, we still weren't seeing enough of her. And so for that, I was quite disappointed Usually when I watch a season or sometimes when I go back and rewatch and I know who the winner is or I know who I think it is, it's fun to look out for like a winner's edit or to see like, oh, they're, you know, focusing on this person in these ways and we're getting these sound bites, whatever. And we just didn't really have that here with Sophie. And I think we totally could have. Um, and so I was just kind of disappointed because then we got to the end and I was like, I haven't seen enough of her. Cause it was the freaking Coach and Ozzy show.
2: I was literally just gonna say, Anna, do we think that was more because they were giving sound bites to Coach and Ozzy? Yeah, 100%. That was what was gonna get views. Because I- even
0: Cochran, like Cochran got so much air time. And to be fair, he was saying great, funny, interesting things. But Sophie was saying interesting and intelligent things. And if she's gonna be your winner at the end of the day, like give her some of Cochran's time.
1: It's very interesting because she was portrayed as such like the quiet, subtle player. And I know you haven't watched Winners at War, but like her on Winners at War, that is not her gameplay or strategy at all. She comes out of the gate and she's like, no, we're going with this person, getting them out. She's at tribal council and she's like, um, Jeff, I'm sorry, we need a moment. You five over here, we're going to talk about who's getting out. You four, you can stay here. And She's it's, like right?
5: a main character on that season. Oh, like yeah.
2: main character. Main
1: character. So she plays a completely different game. And I was watching, I was like, this is so subdued knowing about what I know. And so, like, it's interesting to see this difference in her. I will say she gave great commentary. She didn't have a lot of cutaways, but her some cutaways were great. When Brandon was first walking around all weird, she had a cutaway. She's like, I don't know what's going on with him. First off, Michaela was getting yelled at and wh- he wanted she's to vote on Michaela. Because she's the <laughs> whore of the tribe. And now he wants to save her because she's the whore of the tribe. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Something's weird about him. And I was like, yeah, go off. <laughs>
2: She said funny things. Stace, did you have feels about Final Tribal?
4: Uh, I have feels about Sophie, (laughs) specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of like what Nick said. She, is. I think watching this for a second time, knowing she won, I was, like, Aggie and Nick, I kept saying to you guys, like, look at her facial expression. Like, look how she's just looking to the side while everyone else is yelling. Like, she looked over it so much. Like, she just looked like she was like, look. I know my plan. I know who I'm working with. Like, this is not necessary. And I don't know, it could be the edit. She could have been maybe more vocal than we saw. But I liked that. I liked that she just kind of was, you know, focused on her own game. I do think, you know, Aggie, I know, definitely, I would, I mean, as a woman, too, like, I don't want people to be called, you know, um, cold or whatever, based on like, you know, women have different expectations usually in society but I do think for the game of Survivor she could have gotten to know people a little better like you just you have to kind of show some interest in them because they are going to be the ones voting for you at the end I mean she still won so it was fine but I think she could have been a little more like personable and I just seemed like she was not super friendly for
2: me it was interesting though because we went from like not friendly to brat and I was like I don't see that narrative. If you look at the core five from Upolu that wanted nothing to do with the other tribe, Sophie was the only girl in that core five and Brandon was straight up yelling at them at tribal. Coach was not nice to them. he tried to hug them whenever they voted at what? Coach, we're coming back in a second rick didn't speak to anyone let alone the other people and um albert albert wasn't super nice to them either albert was just playing every everybody all the time he was playing too loose with his game and that hurt him in the end but she was the only one that got this like commentary like you were a bitch and i'm like um they were all a bitch to you they all didn't like you and all kept you out of the loop she's a med student she was just graduated from college i'm like it seems like she's very smart yeah. I just felt like it was an edit towards like smart women are bitches. And I was like, that's not accurate. But um, yeah.
5: oh, wow. I don't always love Final Tribal, just to be honest, in all all seasons. It's not my favorite part of the show. I almost don't even like it in the context of the game. Like I've no, I've been known to fast forward them. <laughs> I just don't care. Like I, <laughs> I like the questions. I don't care oftentimes for the speeches. The feeling. Um,
0: so many. really things. hit or miss yeah they can be the high point but they can also just be yeah like boring coach
1: doesn't play honorably no matter how much he says that he does (laughs) three seasons of coach three unhonorable seasons three times he has left his original alliance and his original partner in crime to go on and get further in the game but then he gets mad when other people do it excuse me sir (laughs) it happened in token Jeans. it happened in heroes versus villains and it happened here again he was with Enna from day one he was like you know this sweet girl Enna came up to me and she was the only one to be nice to me and so i'm gonna stick with her well you don't you don't include her in the your five alliance and you vote her off and then when she cries to you and is upset about it you're like that's the game And it's like, that is not the game that you always say you play, sir. You always come out and you're like, I am honorable and I play this game with integrity and I always stay true to my word and I do not lie. Sir, you have not told the truth one episode in this damn game and you've been (laughs) on the show for three seasons now. Edna brings up this moment during her final travel speech where she's like, religion is one of the things most used for, often used for manipulation. And the perfect example is Coach literally dragging his entire tribe, forcing them. They are blindfolded, some of their brother lipped in together and he's dragging them, they can't see. And he's like, get on your knees right now. We are going to pray to Jesus because we just won. And it's like, this is uncomfortable and awkward. Also like, I hate that thing of like playing the game of survivor with honor. You can't do it and win. You can't, you just can't.
0: <laughs> Refresh my memory. The last two times we've seen him, he hasn't been praying. Or no. been. No. Like, this is I the thought, first time I that we've seen him. Right? That, came that. That's the thing. Like, it comes kind of out of nowhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Token Chains and Heroes versus Villains, he was like spiritual. I talk to like a higher power and like, I'm going to meditate and things like that. And now all of a sudden, he's like, I pray every day. I get down on my knees and I talk to God mm-hmm. every single day. And it's like, you've never done that in a single episode well,
0: he hasn't done it that we've seen which i don't like yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah but it's like i would
0: assume he wasn't doing it because we saw everything else that he was doing but
1: yeah because he's so heavily edited into every season he's on you would have thought that if he was like praying every day it would have been part of his story arc especially in token genes where we saw him doing a morning meditation and morning tai chi every single episode he was there but yeah. we never saw him pray So, like, I don't want to come for him and say that he's not a Christian or, like, that he doesn't pray every day. It's just weird that his first two seasons, he was more about, like, spirituality. And and it was just, like, it just feels like you're using these people or using religion, because it's a common thing these people share, to gain control. And it was uncomfortable. Stacey, I hear you kind of, like, going back with me. Do you have other thoughts? Yeah.
4: Well, I think we, I don't know if we ever did completely touch on the religion as manipulation i don't know i might have missed it but yeah it is strange that he wasn't seen as that that, like religious um, in the first two seasons he was in and it's just i don't know like i i mean i am a christian this is not how i live out my religion i think i have a different understanding of it than a lot of people but It was very, very uncomfortable just seeing him like, yeah, telling them to get down and pray. Like the other thing was when he lied about the idol, right. But then, or he had the idol, but they didn't tell Brandon, they all say a prayer and then they, they find it quote unquote. And, and Brandon's like, Oh, it was God. It was God. And coach like lets him believe that. Luckily, Sophie know. did bring that up in Final Tribal. But that kind of stuff just was gross to me. And I was just like, this guy, I don't get him. Like, I don't, yeah, I mean, I just agree. He's not honorable. And it's just, it's like this facade. So I know, I know, Aggie, you love Coach. But you love him for his, like, quirkiness Bluffs. and stuff, you know? She loves <laughs> him for his
1: looks, which is even more questionable.
5: No. Yeah, That's Aggie, what you like about him?
1: Aggie I wants to be like a Aggie. coach. Oh, and okay. the do the dirty with Coach Wade.
5: It's okay. been nice talking yeah. to you. I'm gonna go ahead and log <laughs> off no, now.
1: Honestly, you made the right choice.
2: I'm feeling <laughs> act. I actually agree with a lot of what you guys are saying about Coach for this season, just mm-hmm. because it was so out of character. And I don't, I honestly don't think even producers thought that's what they would be getting. But I'm now thinking just in terms of their tribe in general, like Albert talks about in one of the episodes, how he's going to have a closer relationship with God because of this. And I'm, I'm wondering if it was more of like not trying to absolve coach or any of them, because I do think they use religion as a manipulative tool the entire time. But I think there was this pervasive vibe of everyone on that tribe believing in Jesus. And so then when Brandon started praying, like people were more comfortable and more invested in that narrative for them. But I think it just got out of hand. I think it just like snowballed really far because of what was going on, like because of ideals of different people within the tribe. And then it just like, it got out of control. And Sophie was like, I'm not religious. Like, I, I'm i not a member of this. Like, she's like, I'll stand around and sort of like kumbaya pray with you guys. But like, this is not something I do. Like, this is not something I care about. And so I think for that reason, it was like stressful to me because I was like, you're forcing it on people who didn't ask for it. Like, I think that's a little presumptive. Like, that's a lot to just assume that someone wants to be talking about religion and like praying with you every day and all that. It was like a lot. Um, I will say for my thoughts on Coach Wade, let me defend myself just a <laughs> tiny bit. Just a tiny bit on my You have
0: meals. a
1: lot of defending.
0: No, you only have a little.
2: <laughs> okay, so here's my... Here's my tea, I actually agree with you about how he played the game this season. He even says on record, he's like, I'm not a strategist. And then continues to bumble through his own strategy. It's not great, poor coach, love him to pieces. I'm gonna talk about my love of him in terms of his looks. So Tom, I need to be very specific with you about my love for Coach Wade's looks, you ready? When I was a youth, because you and I are the same age, so you'll remember this time.
5: Back in 1973. Uh, we. Yeah, okay, you get it,
2: you get it. So, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace comes out. I was in love. with Obi-Wan, I mean, um, Obi-Wan.
5: Yeah, yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah.
2: And that's basically what Coach's brand is in terms of- Okay,
5: I get it. I get it now.
2: Do you get it?
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not saying I I agree. I just understand (laughs) your journey.
2: So for me though, here's the thing. I don't like Coach on day one through day six of Survivor. He doesn't have a beard yet. Not worth my time. He doesn't, like, have a tan yet. Not worth my time. Um, day six, coach hits his stride. He has the half-man bun, and I am all in. Like, I am 100% like, yes, let's go, coach. Like, you have a wife now, but, like, maybe me instead. But it has to be, like, day six onward.
0: It, it is the moment, though, when his brother comes on, and you're like, you guys have the same face, but one of you looks good and one of you doesn't.
2: Uh, Anna, <laughs> it's the tea. Like, I... I hate myself, but I'm like, yeah. You gotta man. own
0: your truth. Also the man plays the trumpet and like what's not to love about um, that? Also
2: he was in the Pride of the Southland Marching Band at the University of Tennessee, which I grew up watching every Saturday because we had season tickets to the Vols and like they're incredible. So like I just, I, I can't, I, 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 love I love him. I love him. <laughs> Nick did not have season tickets to football when he was a youth. He doesn't understand what I'm I had doing
1: season here. tickets to hockey.
2: So honorable mention. I'm just gonna like lay out my reasons for thinking Edna should be honorable mention. She was fun fact. So on the seasons where we don't know the winner, we try to guess the winner on episode one, Tom. This season me and Nick thought we knew who the winner was, but we were like, maybe Sophie plays again. So we also had a like backup pick of who we liked based on the first episode or a half and a half, basically. Um, and my actual pick was Edna because she's the person who brought coach in. She's the one who actually made coach a viable chance in this game. Cause he was going to be out. The vibe from his tribe was very much like, nah. And so I think for me, I think that was a strong move in terms of getting someone with a lot of strength on your side. It ended up biting her in the ass because coach at the end of the day was more loyal to that five than to her but she also tries to make some pretty strong moves. Her arguments when she's trying to get out of being voted out six are actually pretty strong. And then in Final Tribal, she has that iconic line about religion being one of the things most often used for manipulation. And like, she literally says, she's like, we can't actually get that mad at them for using that against us because we let them. And I was like, actually, that's the tea. Um, also, just like, she looked so good on the jury. I was just like, bitch, go the fuck off I was like where did you come what what?" I was like you look fabulous and I agree I was like I understand why you were pregnant immediately after the show ended like I get it your husband must understand does anyone else agree does anyone disagree with me they're like I have a better choice I just felt like she needed to be mentioned
0: I agree but I very much have to acknowledge like she did not hit her stride until quite late, like okay. you say from the first episode, you were like, "Ooh, this chick," and I get that. But then she like really, really went underground for a bit. She does. And it was a long time ahead. before we saw her do anything of note again. But then she when does- we did, it was like, "Okay, cool." She's like trying to make some moves. Awesome, but it it did take a while.
1: She had very Cheyenne energy from all stars. Because in Shean's final speech at Final Tribal and all stars she's like, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And pretty much like En had a very similar vibe was just like you all willingly came into this game to play a game about getting manipulated and getting outlasted and outplayed. And now you're mad and bitter that three people did it better than you and got you voted out.
3: Mm-hmm. It
1: seems like we can't be like that and you should vote for the person who did it the best. I love when somebody does that, it's kind of just like, instead of getting mad at the final tribal people, she gets mad at the jury and it's like, you came into this game knowing what it was, why are you upset that somebody played it better than you? That's why she's like Sheehan, they both had those same moments of like, shut up, you cannot be this bitter because somebody played the game better than you.
2: And I feel like even that speech in general, and similarly to Sheehan, shows how strategic they actually were. Mm -hmm. And like potentially their journey was cut short too early because of other people not being willing to entertain that. Because I do think that core five in Apollo, like they weren't even willing to entertain. Like Cochran was willing to entertain switching things up and everybody else like pretended to be into it and then never went away from it. She could have been a bigger player had they not, had Cochran not flipped in that first, and they have been, and like maybe the other tribe had been able to keep their numbers. I actually think Edna would have played well with them. And like being able to snake her way in there a little bit and get further.
4: Yeah, I think she was, you know, pretty annoying to people for a while. Like, I think that was kind of part of the downfall or why she was at the bottom of their alliance. Um, But man, I loved her when she got fired up when she was about to go home. There was that scene where Brandon again was making them pray. I think it was Brandon. And she was like, well, I'm just going to go over here because I'm not a part of this group anyway. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yes, like, you don't have to stick around for this. Go do what you want. Go sit in the water. I don't know. But she, I mean, and she kept saying, she was like, and now I'm mad. And I was like, just stay mad. I think it works for you.
2: <laughs> so keep <laughs> going.
5: No, my, my honorable mentions Dawn. That's all. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> now, now knowing how much you love Dawn, naturally sense and I think she's actually a good one too I wish she'd made it just like a little bit further and had actually done something with Cochrane.
5: yeah I think I just love her mostly because you'll, you'll get to see more of her she <laughs> she's good. kind of the OG she has like the OG Karen haircut which is like why why we stand on <laughs>
2: <laughs> really quickly let's do some rapid fire first off Christine says it episode one returning players should be temporary players We'll do agree, disagree, and then if you have a sentence to explain your agree, disagree, go for it. Nick, start us off.
1: I think if you're playing the game smart, agree. They have too much power and they hold too much love and respect in a lot of other tribe mates' hearts that it would be hard to beat them going further.
0: Anna? Disagree only because returning players should not play with noobs unless it is a like fans versus favorites season. They should not be dropped in.
4: Tom
5: disagree use the use the returning player then ditch them later in the game
2: (laughs) didn't lose them love it Stace
4: agree I feel like I said this in an earlier season if I were playing I would get them out immediately
2: (laughs) yeah Stacey's a like you don't make it past first tribal (laughs) I disagree I actually it's like a combination of Anna and Tom I think you should use them for what they're good at and then get rid of them um, but I also think the only time they should be playing with newbies is a fans versus favorite situation. I think it it's too much to have them in a season with everybody else is new and one or two of them are returners. If you had to play with a returning player, who would you want to play with? Stacey, start us off.
4: Oh, it's hard to choose just one. But I would say I know Yule or Suri. Yule or Suri. Uh, oh.
2: Great choices, Stacey. Great choices. Anna?
0: This is a it's a tough question, and I don't know that I have a, a good answer. I think in this instance, maybe because we've been talking so much about him, I would pick coach because I think that mm-hmm. he's not very good at the game. And so I think he would have certain advantages, but ultimately you could kind of use him. So I'd pick coach.
5: I would like to bring Yule returning player into my bed, but to the yes. game, <laughs> I would like to say I would like to bring Parv because I would have a A gay gasm just sitting next to her on on an island.
1: A gay icon, parvati,
2: always, always, and forever.
1: I mean, (laughs) gay rights. Um, honestly, I think watching this season, I would play. I would want to play with Cochran. I feel like me and him could bounce off each other well, and both being fans of the show, I think we could work that magic together.
2: I actually want to play with Parv and Sari in fans versus favorites. You like, want to go
1: back in time. I to want to go back so. in time okay. and
2: be the Natalie to their team and get rid of Amanda. I would be better, I would be able to convince them that I'm a better choice than Amanda. I want to play in fans versus favorites as Natalie but then replace Amanda and Amanda goes home instead of me and I'm in the top three with them. That's that's my that's my fantasy situation. We actually didn't talk about this much with Cochrane, but he does flip. Um, He goes from being the bottom of a six alliance to the bottom of a seven alliance um which is a choice if you were in his position would you flip yes or no and maybe a sentence why tom do you want to start us off uh,
5: we love uh, verse queen so i'd say yes
2: <laughs> love that That was a perfect answer i don't go know on. if anyone else can go after that and
0: <laughs> um yes because like we see him do it and it works like if you flip from being the bottom of one team in order to then get that team out then like you're still on the bottom of the other side but there's a whole bunch of people who are
4: more on the bottom than you
3: you know what I mean Stacy I I
4: I think no because I think if he had gotten to the end he still wouldn't have had their jury votes so I say no
1: Nick I say yes mostly because like watching the way that his tribe treated him like I was Mm -hmm. all for him sticking up to them and being like nah y'all were trash goodbye
2: i think my answer would be uh, if i have to pick yes or no in Cochrane's specific situation maybe yes because he was gonna have to draw rocks and that's a scary situation to be in especially with two immunity necklaces out it wasn't like it was one immunity necklace and then the two people that were voted for it was like two immunity necklaces two votes so that's now a one in eight shot that you're going home when you draw rocks which is like a little bit terrifying And this beautiful last rapid fire question is a brainchild of our queen, Anna Tantillo. We saw in this season that they get another movie reward where they have to watch a really bad movie that has clearly paid for promotion on a heavily watched television show. Um, This season, we picked Jack and Jill, who are twins, both played by Adam Sandler. Um, and so the challenge that they do is the people in the challenge dress up like face paint and all as twins.
5: It was so frightening. Then- I, I have this, that challenge was frightening. <laughs> yeah. They were in like, they were in like the worst day drag I'd ever seen. Just like, it's like grab a marker and a wig, a, a wig made of hay and make an outfit go.
2: It, it was wild to say the very least. And Jeff gives I I kid you not a 45 minute speech about how it's related to the movie, Jack and Jill, to then say that that's your reward, which is just a whole bunch. But Anna was like, what shitty movie would you like to see Jeff make a tie to Survivor and then earn as a reward? So me and Stacey are still mulling this one over. So we're going to let the three friends who have a thought go first. So Anna, since this was your question, I'm going to let you start us off.
0: First of all, I love that in your description of the reward, you say they have to watch the movie. They don't, they it's, don't. Not like a, it's not a reward. It's a punishment. There's oh.
1: definitely a moment where, like, Sophie wasn't smiling or laughing, and the producers were definitely, like, <laughs> laugh, And then it, like, pans to her again, and she's like, ah!
0: I saw the whole thing, like, flash before my eyes of, like, you can just see, like, the director of that episode and, like, all the camera being like, okay, now laugh. Look like you're having fun. Just <laughs> look like you're enjoying it.
1: And We're getting a lot of money. Talk about how Adam Sandler is fun.
0: <laughs> At some point, Coach is like, I love Adam Sandler movies. And you're like, of course, you do. of course you do. But I digress. The movie, the shitty movie that I would love to, A, watch as a reward on Survivor. And B, hear Jeff Probst try to scramble to tie in. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Sharknado.
3: Yes. I
0: think, oh I think his reasoning would be like you have to persevere through like the environment and like the unruly elements that like you never know what they're gonna hit you with, just like you do on Survivor Sharknado. Sharknado,
3: great. Great.
2: Tom?
5: So I would like, um, since, well, since they get like the, since they're watching these movies like way before they come to theaters, I immediately thought of Cats, but the version oh. where the buttholes were in it still. Oh. <laughs> do y'all know about this? Oh yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was a whole, yeah. a whole movie cut of cats um, <laughs> where everyone had butt, cat butts.
1: Me and Anna are big fans of Jellicle cats. And oh, cats great. Also um, needs to be the version
5: I'm, where Judy Dench has um, man hands. Yes. I'm
0: curious, Tom, how how do you um, envision Jeff tying that back to Survivor?
5: I think that it would be... There's like, gotta be like, a way. I think it would be litter box adjacent, maybe. like It would be <laughs> like a sandbox and they had to like... Uh-huh.
2: Also, they're all trying to be the sole survivor cat.
5: Yes.
3: Oh my there God. Go. Wow.
5: Except
2: Everyone else is a Jellico cat.
1: Except they except aren't, for
2: Jennifer Hudson.
1: Except they aren't the sole survivor. They're actually murdered and then brought back to life but as a new cat. They
2: win because they're the best cat. <laughs> and
5: we would we would obviously need a set that had really bad proportions.
2: I'm obsessed. <laughs> or you have to make your own cat costume with Survivor materials. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they can- butthole,
5: but butthole needs to be present.
2: Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> Wait, I just have to say. I googled worst movies because I couldn't think of any and I was gonna say 2011 cats but I haven't seen it I've just heard it's terrible
5: 2011 2020 honey I was like oh no no yeah
4: I'm like there's another one no no no, 2020 but like I haven't seen it I just remember our friends saying it was terrible so it It was I laughed I cried
2: um I (laughs) fell asleep for three quarters of it okay, i actually have
5: not seen it i have not seen it
1: it is jeff. a beautiful film
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay next. okay mine is not a shitty movie but i just want jeff to try and tie it into survivor because he couldn't it would be love simon the oh. gay young adult novel turned movie and oh. i just feel like jeff's description would be like sometimes you're all outsiders and you need to find a way to fit in and you're just finding trying to find your own path in this game just like simon who is struggling with coming out as homosexual to his family and friends and it would be so uncomfortable and i would love to watch it happen and like some of the cutaways would be like you know simon had a rough time but if he can do it i can win survivor and it would be great it would be great
2: oh my god i'm literally trying to look up a bad movie that i could use we've
0: just come so far from being like We're going to watch Out of Africa in Africa.
5: (laughs) Nick, I thought you were going to say like Moonlight, like something so serious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want them to watch Titanic.
4: (laughs) Titanic Redemption. Oh my gosh.
2: Honestly, I feel like any Fast and the Furious movie
5: be, oh, oh i'm actually shocked they haven't done i'm actually shocked that they have not done that <laughs>
2: like we'll come see. on they had so many sequels they didn't need the press coverage which is maybe why they don't use fast and the furious like fast and the furious is gonna make m- millions of dollars regardless <laughs> but i feel like that or transformers would be kind of appropriate punishment like you get to eat but you have to watch you get, get snacks, snacks but yeah. you have
0: to watch this yeah. shitty movie and you have to say good things about it
2: but like I imagine that the challenge could be like sumo wrestling, but you're dressed as the Transformers, like in the Mean Girls musical <laughs> on Broadway. You know? <laughs> Nobody
1: knows but us. Nobody knows. <laughs>
2: know. And have seen Mean Girls, the musical on Broadway. They dress up and they do a reenactment of it. Like they're awesome. dressed up like Bumblebee and Megatron and they're like fighting. And it's like- Maggie,
5: I don't mean to be the bear of bad news, but the challenge and Mean Girls on Broadway, that Venn diagram includes you. <laughs> it's me it's me i'm the center i think you're overestimating how many people like both of those things
1: aggie is jeff trying to find a tie from jack and jill into the game of survivor it's not there it doesn't exist but
2: it would be funny i would pay top dollar to see people dressed as megatron and bumblebee sumo wrestling oh my god
1: end it end (laughs) it
2: did you come up with one Oh, no, I mean, I'm
4: sticking with cats. cats. <laughs> okay, She's sticking with
5: cats.
2: So
4: cats is the winner, then. Yeah. Cats
2: is the winner.
4: I would um, like them to um, release a lot of cats onto the island. And, you know, like the pig challenge, but with
2: cats. cats.
1: There's nothing like oh, my a God. <laughs> Wait,
2: this is our million-dollar idea.
1: Jeff Probst, get a hold of me.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, I love that i'm so into that okay so clearly guys cats is the winner talk to us on instagram if you have other thoughts tweet at us we need to know what movie you would like to make a tie to survivor and force jeff to explain all right so that wraps up season 23 of survivor south pacific huge 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 thank you to tom from dumpster dive podcast topster dive with tom hamlet and most of the time his sister is also there Make sure you check them out. We're so, so, so grateful that they were able to come on at all. His sister's going to make a cameo. We're also, clearly, we're going to bring you back, Tom. Basically, go listen to Tom on Dumpster Dive, on Apple Podcasts. And
5: and we're episodes are out on Fridays and Sundays. On Fridays, we are doing Housewives recaps. And Sundays, we do our Bachelor recaps. Although, what I will say right now, though, is this this is coming out later. So I don't know what our recap Mm -hmm. schedule will be then. We'll definitely have Fridays as Housewives, but I don't know what else we'll be covering.
2: That's it for having us. Can't look for more collabs between us and Dumpster Dive. We're obsessed with Tom and we're obsessed with his podcast. So go listen to both. Give us a rating and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye. If you have any thoughts or real aggressive feels about what we said or what you think about this season, Holler at us. We are at Escaping Reality Pod on Instagram and at ESC Reality Pod on Twitter. Listen, tune in, interact. Those five star reviews on Apple and Spotify really help us get traction so people can find us and more of your friends can listen to us and interact with us. We also just want to hear from you. What did you like? If you are a past survivor contestant, want to talk about your season with us, want to set us straight on some of the stuff that went down, holler at your girls and your gay get into our dms we want to hear from you and we would love to have you as fun as the four of us are i think any of you guys could add quite a bit of pizzazz so hit us up we'd love to hear from you have you on the show and until next time thanks for escaping reality with us